0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Networth Podcast. I'm Noops, and joining me today to talk about the association, to catch up a little bit on bubble ball. Spread, how's it going? I uh, I hear that maybe you're tending to um, a wounded significant other.
1: Yes, that's true. Uh, we learned an important lesson about wearing shoes in the river here, but um, other than that, everything's been going great. I mean, this bubble has worked about as perfectly as the NBA could have planned, so... Um, Credit to Adam Silver and everyone in the commissioner's office, because I think they're pulling this off without a hitch. So what have you thought of the
0: game so far, though, as you start to look at it? I think one of the things that you and I, or or me specifically, was stone-cold dead wrong about was I thought initially that it would be tough for the players to play. They'd get... It takes some time to get used to the gym. Um, we'd see some unders to start for a little bit, and I could not have been more wrong about that. Um, totals seem to be flying over when they go over. You know, there have been some games that have gone under, but the scoring does not seem to have slowed down. Um, the level of play seems to be very high. There was an article today I read a couple of the players talking about actually how much easier it's to shoot because behind the backboards, it's black. So instead of trying to shoot at a clear backboard where it screws with your depth perception, you know, it's at least steady there. I mean, Devin Booker has, has just absolutely loved it. But, you know, in general, what have you seen from the games, from the gameplay? Um, you know, have you liked it? Have you noticed
1: anything actionably different? Uh, basically just what you said, and I read that very same article and I think they make a good points. So I think the sight lines are a little easier and it's given them more of an open gym feel. And uh, we can definitely see it on the offensive end, Uh, not to mention on the defensive end. Um, You know, the players are still good individually, but um, the team rotations just aren't there. And I think that's helped uh, add to the offense as well. So, hey, this has been a lot of fun. We're seeing the points go up. And uh, I'll tell you what, I don't like to be sitting on an under ticket in this bubble. That's for sure.
0: That's a shame. I got two of those today. But... Uh, (laughs) We won't talk about that because by the time you hear it, it will probably be over. So another thing that I want to talk about in terms of the scoring, it seems like there's been a lot more free throws. That's another thing that's helped overs. What have you thought of the officiating? Do you think that um, we're seeing a fairer whistle without the fans? Do you think that um, the refs are calling more stuff?
1: Yeah, I think they're calling it a little too tight. And, um, you know, there's various reasons for that. One of the theories that I – read about was that because they're more aware of the jawing going on between the players they're trying to just keep things under control um which is an interesting idea the other one is they can just hear the slaps and the contact more uh, which leads them to blow the whistle more so that's a couple reasons i think they have called the games a little tight and i think that's also contributing to the overs as well
0: absolutely um That's another thing. It's really important for anyone that's using a model. I know that we don't have a lot of data, but take a look at the couple games that we have, see how teams have done, you know, kind of the last couple games versus how they've done in the regular season. you know, make those adjustments, make sure that you tick up the free throw rate a little bit. Um, make sure that you're ticking up shooting percentages a little bit where you see it, so um, important little takeaways, but overall it's it's been really fun, just really, really great basketball. Now what I thought would be good to do here, Spread, just to check in on each team, You know, try to give our thoughts on what we think the mindset of the team is, how they played so far, and what maybe to expect going forward. We thought it'd be fun to start at the bottom of the list, so reverse alphabetically for you folks. We'll start with the Washington Wizards. Taking a look um they've played the suns the nets the pacers and the sixers last night so far um i don't have the stand the standings up right now but i don't believe they won any of
1: those games no they, they've been the disaster that everyone expected in fact we don't, we're gonna start at the bottom but this is probably gonna be the quickest team we'll go over um they're fielding you know close to a g league level team and the team has not been able to compete um, you know, maybe they had a chance to, to make some noise, but that seems to be over now. Looks like they're going to play out their eight games and then uh, and then get out of the bubble because haven't seen much from the Wizards so far.
0: No, absolutely not. And, you know, they're not even really scoring that much. I'm taking a look. Only got 98 on the Sixers yesterday, 100 against the Pacers. They did get 110 and 112 against Brooklyn and Phoenix, but um, not really too fun of a team. You know, taking a look again at some of the results they've lost. I think every oh, actually last night they only lost by eight, but
1: that was the closest game they've actually played. Have you been betting against them? I haven't even been betting their games. Like I really don't want anything to do with them. The lines have been huge, and um, I don't want to lay that many points. But I definitely don't want to take the Wizards. So to me, they're almost uh, essentially eliminated already. Like I'm <laughs> just passing over their games when I'm handicapping.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. It's you take a look at maybe the team total for whoever they're playing or or past. So that's about as much as we need to say about the Wizards. The Utah Jazz have actually been pretty interesting. It's um, the team has come together. None of the stuff that we thought between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert seems to be bothering anybody. Um, You know, beat the Grizzlies. I thought pretty convincingly. You know, it was only by nine points, but I thought that game was pretty solid. They did um lose to the lakers but only by eight and then lost to the thunder only by six and unfortunately beat our pelicans sorry folks i think we gave the pelicans out there in the first game what have you thought of utah
1: i mean they're what i expect i really don't think that they're that good still um you know i I think i'm still going to be looking to fade them in the first round beating the grizzlies at this point to me means nothing um they look how expected against the lakers uh you know, they squeaked that Pelicans game out, and then, you know, they couldn't even compete with the Thunder, who is a team that they should be on the same level as. So um, I remain the same on the Jazz. I think that they're looking forward to next year. The Bogdanovich injury hurt a lot. Um, Conley's just not the same player he was in Memphis. And, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell, great player, but it's a lot for him to carry. And, you know, same deal. I'll be looking to fade them the rest of the way and probably in the first round of the playoffs.
0: I don't know if I'm totally on the fade train there yet. I mean, in general, I've just been looking to go on unders when they've played. I mean, the defense seems to be good, but you're right. They're having trouble on the offensive end. And, you know, that th- that Thunder game, to lose by 16 and, and not really be competitive against a team that I generally think of them as being more talented than is disappointing. But um, I'm with you at least on not betting on Utah. So it um, should be tough for them. I think you're right when they start to look at, you know, what some of the first-round series might be. I, I think that um, you know going against them would be really good if they do get a chance to you know get Oklahoma City in the first round. If they can sneak up or Houston, some team like that, um, they'll definitely be a good fade from a series perspective.
1: Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to fading them here. They finish against the Spurs, the Nuggets, Mavericks, and Spurs again. I um, I think I would take the other team in every single game, <laughs> at least definitely straight up. So. We'll see. I think they could have a tough finish here.
0: One of, if not the most impressive team in the bubble so far, the Toronto Raptors up next. They've won every single one of their games. Um, You know, the the scores here, as you look at them, they're not blowouts. Um, You know, beat the Lakers 107-92, the Heat 107-103, the Magic 109-99. But were really in control of a lot of those games the heat game was a little back and forth I will give Miami some credit there but that Lakers game I thought that they were in control of it pretty much beginning to end I know that LA was close at certain points but it really seemed like once Toronto got a lead and the defense has just been absolutely
1: tremendous for them as well what have you seen I mean I think the key to them is they're just solid defensively all around I mean if you're sitting there watching the team like who who do you want to attack right I mean, they have great defenders uh, on the floor at the end of the game when it matters, and when even when they go to the bench, they're bringing off players that are solid defensively. I think this might be the best overall uh, team defense in the bubble right now, and it's translating into wins. Yeah, one of the better follows on Twitter, a guy at Steve Jones 20 is Steve Jones
0: Jr. He's got a little check mark. Check him out. He um, used to be an NBA film guy. He's worked for teams. He put together a tweet about some of the Raptors' rotations and stuff. In general, he's a great follow, but did a little video where you could see some of the rotations. I mean, just tremendous. Their team is really organized. They're really working as one on that end of the floor. And they're going to be just really, really tough come playoff time. But... You know, as we go forward, I continue to look at the unders in their games as you go back on some of those scores. I mean, the defense is really locking down. So I think from a handicapping perspective, you have to be on the Raptors or at the very least looking towards an under, maybe a team total under for whoever they're playing. What do you think are, are good Raptors angles as we
1: go forward? Yeah, I mean, I think they've clearly um, established themselves to be like a tier above maybe the other teams that we had them in when we were doing the bubble previews. I think they're clearly up there with Milwaukee as the top tier team in the east and I think they have a great chance to return to the finals as crazy as that sounds um, to lose a superstar of the caliber of Leonard and, and then just be able to perform this well uh, has been a credit to the coaching, the organization and just the, the depth and the players and their their ability to execute here. So I'm very bullish on the Raptors. I want to keep backing them and uh, they're a team that I'm really excited when I put my money down on them uh, that I'm going to get the effort that I expect. and. Yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about Toronto. Any interest in them? I just pulled up the futures. The Bucks
0: still a pretty big favorite to win the conference, minus one thirty-five. The Raptors are actually second now
1: at four to one. Any interest in grabbing them to win the East at that price? Yeah, actually, I think that's pretty good. What does that have to hit? Like twenty percent of the time, twenty-five yeah, percent of the time for us to just twenty percent of the time? Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: I'm going to shop that around a little bit and see if we can get a better number, but that's pretty close for me. I, if there was a plus 450 or a plus 500, that would be really, really sweet, but 400, that's not so bad. So you're going to grab some of that. I'm looking at bet online, by the way. All right, cool. I'm, All going right. To, I'm going to jump in. All right, I'll go with you then. We'll both grab that again. I'm going to price shop a little bit, see if I can do better, but plus 400 or better on the Raptors to win the East, folks. Next up, we have the San Antonio Spurs. They've been a lot more fun than we thought they'd be. We wondered about their motivation, you know, whether or not Popovich was going to show up. He has, you know, um, a lot of people that maybe aren't as familiar with the Spurs are worried about LaMarcus Aldridge being out. We weren't. But they've been a lot of fun with the, with the guard play. I'm looking here, I think they're 2-2 two and two in the bubble so far. Beat your Kings by 9, beat the Grizzlies by 2, and lost to the Sixers and Nuggets most recently. But they've been a lot of fun to watch and some really, really big scores in those games. 129-120, 108-106, 132-130, 132-126. So um, you definitely get your money's worth when you're watching the Spurs game.
1: Yeah, and boy, that loss to Philly, that might come back to haunt them there. Um, They were in control that whole game. I think they kind of lit up there at the end. And it's funny because we thought the loss of Aldridge was going to be meaningless. In fact, it's been a plus. Uh, You look at this team, their ability to run small, and it's been fantastic. I think that they've proven that Aldridge needs to be in a bench roll when he comes back. You can't start this guy anymore. I love the rotations they're going with. Watching them close out uh, yesterday, they're running gay at the five. DeRozan at the four, Rudy Gay at the five. I mean, this is... I love the evolution of basketball here. I think that we're getting fun shooters all over the floor. And, and yes, he did have some problems with Jokic, but uh, whoever they threw out there was gonna have problems with Jokic. So why not get it back on the offensive end? Because when Jokic was trying to guard Gay out on the perimeter, right? Gay was having his way too. So I love what the Spurs are doing here. I think they've showed how much young talent that they got and that um, you know they're embracing the new NBA. And, and I've loved what I've seen. I think that they have been The most pleasant surprise for me of any team in the bubble so far. Um, I I really enjoy backing them, and I'd love to see them in a playoff game, a play-in game. Right now, if they were to do it, and it's just for me as a fan perspective, I'd want my play-in to be Portland versus San Antonio, just from what I've seen so far. So much fun watching this team.
0: That would be a lot of fun. Looking around to see if we can get any prices on them to make the playoffs. I don't see anything quickly. But the way it sets up right now with Memphis basically on, on track to maybe lose all eight games here in the bubble, um, which would just be unbelievable now. Portland's only one game behind Memphis for the eight seed. The Spurs one game behind Portland for nine. Tied with the Pelicans, but it looks like they have the tiebreaker. So like you said, I mean, that, that short loss against Philly is going to be really frustrating. We'll get to the Sixers, uh, I'm sure, shortly. But um the Spurs in really good shape and you know a lot better than I think a lot of people expected them to be
1: oh so much better than I expected to I thought they were like I was, when I was doing my schedule I was putting them down as W's and now I'm like looking for opportunities to back them so you know how quickly things can change here but uh as betters that's what we need to do we don't need to hold on to our opinions and try to be right we need to adjust as soon as we're getting the new information and uh, that's what I'm doing here with the Spurs Next up, your Sacramento Kings, 0-3. <laughs> um, doesn't look like it's been particularly close.
0: Lost by 9 to the Spurs, 129-120. Lost to the Magic, 132-116. to um, Had a close one there against the Mavericks, but still lost 114-110. to What have you seen from your boys in purple?
1: Well, hey, it's nice to be right, huh? We had low expectations for this team, and um, unlike the Spurs, <laughs> they've done exactly what we've expected, right? Uh, be a terrible team, doesn't play defense, not well coached, Uh, They can shoot the lights out, no defense at all. Uh, It's pretty much what we expect, right? I mean, a rudderless franchise is struggling against the other 22 best teams in the NBA here, right? Without those easy gimme games to get the fans excited, uh, you really see how much problems uh, this team has. I really think that, you know, I don't know who thinks that they have a worst coach in their hometown because I'm getting more and more down on Luke Walton after every out. And I don't see any uh, maximization of the talent. I think they have a really talented roster and um, you know, they just failed to put the right coach in there and, and you're seeing it on the floor here. This is a team that can't defend and doesn't really seem to be hold, held accountable uh, to defend. And you try to do it to buddy healed, but you do it to your one star, your best shooter, but you're not holding the rest of the guys accountable. Uh, lack of consistency there. Uh, overall, I'm really down on this team. Of course, they're the Kings, so they're going to surprise and get some crazy upsets here and there um, because that's what they do. But um, other than that, I mean, I think they've been exactly what we've expected. Uh, uh, really, one of the worst teams in the bubble. What do you think? Yeah, one of the di- uh,
0: most interesting dichotomies of the bubble has been teams that have been really creative and useful at this time trying things you know you think about what the spurs have done kind of changing on the fly like that the kings have not i mean luke walton hasn't tried to do anything interesting they seem to be playing exactly the way that they've always played um just a shame that they're not trying to do anything different but you know maybe it'll be better next season spread
1: Yeah, I mean, boy, you take out that guy's assistant coaching run with (laughs) maybe the greatest team of all time, and like, what has really Luke Walton done to prove that he deserves a head coach job? And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, that Lakers job was tough uh, when he inherited it, but he came in here with a golden opportunity, and he's he's really flubbed his opportunity here. Um, So, I don't know. We'll see. They'll probably give him another year, but uh, overall it's been disappointing for the Kings, but it's expected disappointment. Next up, the Portland Trailblazers, they've been a lot of fun.
0: Like I said, they're now just one game back at the eight seed, so if we wrap things up today, they would be in for the play-in tournament. They beat the Grizzlies by four to get started, um, lost to the Celtics by four, and beat the Rockets by eight, all really, really good games. I thought that the level of play for them has been high. Nurkic seems to be in shape and ready to go. Um, I've been impressed with his general level of play. What have you
1: seen from Portland? Yeah, and so my major concern for Portland going into this and the reason I was down on them was lack of wings. Well, guess who's stepped up and become the three that they've needed, and that's Gary Trent Jr. Um, really great contributions out of him, exactly what you need out of a three on this team, which is good defense, solid three-point shooting, and the ability to create here and there just to keep the defensive honest. Um, their big man rotation has been impeccable. Uh, the fact that they can go small, use Collins at the five, like they did against the Rockets, is fantastic. They can go big. I've seen them use Nurkic and Collins and even a little bit of Nurkic-Whiteside combinations here. Uh, really a talented team. Both McCallum and Lillard get shots off the dribble here. And Carmelo Anthony, when you put him either at the three or the four, is just feasting uh, on these short post-ups. So, a, a lot of these players don't know how to defend the post. You know, they're not used Mellos to the style great. game. Melo yeah. has
0: looked really, really good. I've actually been impressed with him. I wonder if you know he's going to be able to carry this into next season. But Portland, you're right; they've been great. They are not afraid of anybody. I mean, that Rockets game—they were tough as nails, um, ahead most of the game, but just you know, fought off just an absolutely crazy ending uh, from Houston to win there. Um, excited to watch them play the Nuggets tonight. That should be pretty interesting. I mean, the Nuggets are off a of
1: back-to-back, but again, Portland's been a lot of fun. So you've been on them a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny is I was I'm on there under for the season. I'm already gonna go ahead and just make that money because that thing's that thing's gone for their little eight game, um, yeah. and I'm just riding them because uh, this team looks great. Phoenix Suns. I think are they're the most likely to make the eighth seed right now. If well, so that's it. Okay, so me yeah, most likely to make the eighth
0: seed. They're one game behind Memphis. Let's see what the rest of their schedule. Like looks if they like.
1: played a plane against Memphis, they're gonna crush them. I, I they're gonna win both games by like twenty points.
0: That's, I don't know if they're going to both games by 20 points, but I think they're clearly well, favorites in both. Well, I'm of doing a games. little exaggeration I'm, here just to uh, show you how high you I am on this team. But, I'm uh, reeling you in. I think you're right. <laughs> I think Portland is in really great shape. I don't, maybe not to get the eight um, going in right after the playing game tournament. I hadn't thought about that. Um, next up, Phoenix Suns, another team that's been a lot of fun. Um, Devin Booker made just that absolutely wild shot at the end of the game to beat the Clippers. Just love him, and he seems to be really enjoying it. They are, I think, 3-0 in the bubble, actually, beat the Wizards, the Mavericks, and the Clippers. Um, have you been on, on the Phoenix train?
1: No. <laughs> Regrettably. I haven't bet against them, though. I had kind of been staying away. I had thought about taking the plus nine, and boy, would that have been one of the easiest caches of the bubble so far um, against the Clips. And then they have uh, they'll have a fun game. Um, coming up here Um, they play the Pacers who are another undefeated team so I'm really I haven't gotten involved in that one but I'm really interested to see this is two 3-0 teams going against each other and I think we're going to be able to take a lot from this game so uh, I'm looking forward to watching it taking notes and and seeing where I can go uh, moving forward to make sure I'm still putting in winning bets yeah, it's
0: just it's been really fun to watch. Um, you know, like Devin Booker said, it's it's a Hooper's gym. He loves it. He's having a great time out there. Um, you know, TJ Warren has been just absolutely. Awful. Well, TJ Warren's but, the Pacers. I'm sorry, you're right. He got traded. I'm all confused. I'm looking. I'm looking uh, at the let's talk, Suns about sorry, let's, let's talk about DeAndre Ayton real quick. Sorry, go ahead. Let's Talk
1: about DeAndre Ayton. Well, I mean, what do you think? Well, one interesting stat I read today: opponents are shooting like 9.8 percent worse. Um, you know, within 10 feet when Ayton's there. So he's definitely making an impact defensively, and I think that's key and huge to this team, and I think that's one of the reasons he was drafted number one overall over Luka was that the Suns believed that he had the uh, ability to make an impact on both sides of the floor. So that defensive uh, intensity and effectiveness is going to be necessary for him to become the player that he wants, and I'm seeing it right now in the bubble. What have you seen?
0: He's moving his feet. He seems to be locked in. It seems that he used his time maybe to watch some more tape or to work on that. He's moving a lot better, that's for sure. And if he can continue to do that like he said, you can keep him on the floor. He has a chance to be a really good player in the NBA if he can be a plus defensively. So, um, again, at the end of the day, if you're a big guy, you need to be you know, competent on defense and good on offense or good on defense and competent on offense. And we know he's good on offense. His roles have been nice. He, you know, he's scoring points, but defensively, if he can continue to create this kind of upside, um, he has a chance to be a really good player.
1: Yeah. I've been really excited about his development. You know, he went from, uh, you know, I can't believe they drafted this guy over Luca to like, okay, now I see what they're seeing. Obviously Luca, you know, it's been been better so far but it doesn't look like a complete miss like uh maybe the aforementioned sacramento kings miss by taking bagley i mean he's really coming into his own so great combination there booker eight and look forward to see what they can do for the rest of this bubble and going into next year
0: well that's good you got to think about marvin bagley so you're bummed um so naturally (laughs) the next team is my philadelphia 76ers Um, (laughs) cool you can join me just what a disappointment we just saw the news (laughs) come up Uh, Tim Bontemps on ESPN reported 15 minutes ago that Ben Simmons has a partially dislocated kneecap. Not sure that he will be back for the rest of the bubble. I don't know even what the recovery time on that is, but I think that's probably the last we've seen of Ben Simmons for these final eight games. Um, Sixers lost to the Pacers 127-121, narrowly beat the Spurs 130-230, and... um, they did beat the Wizards last night. I'm not sure if I remember how they beat the Wizards last night. It was pretty surprising to see they had more points at the end of the game. But like we said, the Wizards are pretty terrible. Uh, the Sixers have just been a mess. It doesn't seem like everyone is interested and in, in, you know pulling together. You know, like we talked about with Toronto and what they're doing defensively. I don't see the same you know unit as one, if you will, from the Sixers. Now it'll be interesting to see Simmons coming off. What that will do, he seemed just totally disinterested. Maybe it was the knee thing, you know, maybe instead of not really caring, he was just in a lot of pain last game. I don't know. But either way, they've been really, really rough for three games. I don't feel great about our over four and a half wins. But, you know, fingers crossed their spread. Any Anything you can say to maybe make me feel a little better? No. I mean, your star player is not in <laughs> condition.
1: And that the guy, right? The guy gets on the mic, right? Says all the great things for all you Philly fans get really excited about he's into his conditioning he understands he needs to be in better shape right but but where's the results right i mean does the guy look in shape to you i mean if i'm a coach i'm thinking you get 28 minutes out of him tops right i mean he's still so talented that you have to have him on the floor uh but i've really been disappointed by his conditioning and you're gonna be able to get away with that against teams like the spurs and the wizards right who are really fringe bubble teams to begin with. But against the better teams in the East, I really don't see how they're going to do it. So, um, you know, maybe he's got some sort of energy reserve that I don't know about. But I was really disappointed for all the great things he said to seem to understand what he needs to do to take it to the next level. I'm not seeing any of it. Uh, Would you agree with me on that?
0: I'm sorry, you're talking about Joel Embiid right now. Yeah, the
1: conditioning. Gotcha. Yeah,
0: yeah. You switched up, but I was—I didn't think you were talking about Simmons, but you didn't mention Joel. That's oh great. yeah,
1: no. I just Simmons is like whatever. I don't think he's going to play like for the rest of the thing, right? I mean, the guy it's, back then a knee. I mean, the guy can't stay healthy.
0: I think you're right. Embiid is definitely kind of playing himself into shape. He looked good for most of that Pacers game, um, mm-hmm. but sluggish against San Antonio. And again, maybe that's the lineup San Antonio running him. I thought he looked okay last night. He wasn't phenomenal. Um, just again, the whole team is is lackluster. There's not an energy there. I don't see, you know, it's a lot of people standing around on offense watching everybody kind of take turns. There's not really everybody spreading out attacking the basket on the break. It's just a level of energy that's missing. And as optimistic as I was hearing that Brett Brown was going to consider, you know, putting Horford on the bench, finally um, starting a better shooter and shake Milton well, Horford's looked him... terrible too, right? Horford, yeah. Horford just, he seems just, old and out of shape i mean he didn't look great at the at the end just before the bubble started frankly but he does not seem to be in game shape for sure it's just it's bad so stay away from the sixers folks
1: i mean are they fade material in the first round because i think of uh the top six teams that they look to be the weakest team to me so far
0: a lot of it depends on who their opponent is if they're able to draw so
1: as a fan who would you want them to match up with indiana Really? Okay, because oh, Indiana's absolutely. been a surprise. But I think that you're right roster-wise.
0: It's a really bad matchup for Indiana. Yeah, Now, that's going to be yeah. tough. Right now, it would be us and the Celtics. I'm looking. The Celtics are, aren't going to move Even up to then, two. that's actually
1: a pretty good matchup. You know what? Let me rescind that fade. Because those are two good matchups that you mentioned. Even though I like both those teams better. I like Indiana's team better. I like Boston's team better. I love the way that Philly matches up with both those teams. Like, what is Indiana going to do? I mean, uh, Boston going to do, put Ennis Cantor on him? Like, give me a break.
0: They'll figure something out. They'll double him. They'll force him to get rid of the ball. He is not fantastic passing out of double teams. I mean, he's just getting to the point now where he's not turning the ball over passing out of double teams. Um, (laughs) You know, he's he's generating some offense, but it's Brad Stevens. I think he'll figure something out. Yeah,
1: but like I said, I'm rescinding that auto fade now. You're right. You just mentioned two matchups that I actually love the actual X's and O's matchups for the team. Uh, I guess the team that I would not want to draw in the first round would be Miami. Yeah. You want to avoid Miami or Toronto for
0: sure. Um, the Sixers are basically, I think lock, Toronto's pretty much the, out. Did Toronto pretty, pretty much wrap
1: up that two seed?
0: Yeah. I'm looking right. there. Four no way half, they're yeah, playing four and four and a half right. games ahead of the Celtics. They're good. Yeah. So Milwaukee's so. one Toronto's two looks like. Then we got Brooklyn, uh, right. Brooklyn and Orlando are still fighting over seven and eight. The Celtics are two games ahead of Miami for three. Miami's a game ahead of Indiana for four. And the Sixers are a game behind Indiana in six. So you could have that four, five, six swap around. But, yeah, yeah you definitely want to avoid Miami. You definitely want to avoid Toronto, which is good. They're not going to play Toronto. Toronto's two. They won't fall all the way down to seven. They can't. So. Right. Actually, so. the Sixers kind of want to keep losing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Huh? All right. That's enough of that. The Magic are next. Um been fairly competitive actually you know won the first game against your sacramento kings lost to the pacers but that was fairly tight um lost to the raptors that wasn't nearly as competitive i think as the 109.99 score indicates have you seen anything interesting from orlando you know a lot of people expected them to grab hold of you know that seven seed as brooklyn is just kind of a
1: mash unit at this point but they haven't yet what have you seen from I mean, speaking of mass unit, that, uh, that's really, I think, I thought the Magic would have a chance to make their first-round series interesting. Um, but losing Jonathan Isaacs, who gave you a great contribution on the defensive end, gave Clifford some versatility in making his lineups. And now Aaron Gordon, do we have word for him for sure? Is he going to be out for the rest of the bubble, or was that just a short-term thing? Um, trying to actually find that out now. Because basically, I'm, I'm, I am I'm was excited, uh, not excited about the team going in the bubble, excited by their play to start, and then I think those two injuries really hurt a lot. So, um, you know, they're probably just going to run this out, grab the seven, and become fodder for the Raptors in a 4-0 4-1 first round.
0: Yeah, it looks like he's got a hamstring injury, and it's not specific as to how long he'll be out, but it seems like it's going to be a number of games. So I think they'll definitely struggle. Look to, look to fade the magic for as long as Aaron Gordon's going to be out. Oh, look, they've, they've got my Sixers tomorrow, so maybe don't fade them. I don't know. Just just don't watch that. I'm going to watch it, but we can't. <laughs> you oh, wanna... we're going to
1: watch that. How do you think Vukovic and Embiid will play together? How do you think that matchup's going to go?
0: I think Embiid is, um, should be just fine there. I mean, Vukovic isn't fantastic defensively. He's do you think Embiid's going to give him problems?
1: Well when Vucevic Absolutely. is on offense yeah um okay because oh yeah, that is really sure. slow down the magic Vucevic
0: is isn't used to playing guys his size frankly when you think about the NBA he's I think just a touch over seven feet he's probably listed mm-hmm. as seven feet but one of my favorite things to do frankly is when players on the court just kind of look at everybody's heads and see who's tall he's one of the taller guys in the league so when yeah. it comes against Embiid it's you know one of the few times a year he has to play somebody his own size and Embiid's a really good defender, especially on the post, and he gets into it. I think he likes kind of the post duels. So I expect Mm -hmm. Embiid to be on his best behavior for that game.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know what? I might be looking, as much as we just trashed the Sixers, I think it's a great matchup, especially missing Isaac and potentially Gordon. Might be looking at a Sixers play there, but uh, we'll have plenty of time to talk about that in the chat. And if we do, we'll make sure to get it out uh, to the people, probably through your account or maybe through mine or the net worth account yep just looking on sportsbook review of course there's no lines for
0: tomorrow lord only knows why i mean orlando and philadelphia aren't playing today we know that gordon is probably out for the game just in general it's, it's been interesting to see how slow the lines have come out i know that um our little nba chat we've talked about that a lot but i mean just big big delays some of the totals for today's games i mean i'm looking the total for the Lakers-Houston game, which is at 9 p.m. my time, didn't come out till I think, like 10 a.m. this morning my time. The Miami-Milwaukee total, even earlier, that game's at 4 p.m. my time, didn't come out till about 10 a.m. in the morning my time. So only a six-hour period with that on the board. Been fairly interesting, but we'll see what the Philadelphia line comes in at tomorrow. I'm not ready to commit to betting on them, but definitely not going to be looking at the magic in that game, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's another good matchup for them.
0: Oklahoma City, I think they've looked really good here. They're 2-1, and one, um, beat the Jazz, I thought, pretty handily there in the first game. The Nuggets lost by 8, but I thought that game was a little close. Got away from there at the end with some of the fouling and uh, put a good beating on the Lakers or what's left of the Lakers at this point. We'll get to Los Angeles um, pretty shortly. But 105-86, you know, don't think of that as a win over the actual Lakers. What have you thought of
1: Chris Paul, Gallinari, Stephen Adams, and the Thunder? Hey. It's about as good as it can go, right? Um, Chris Paul's really proven himself this year, and it, the, the uh, story continues here as he takes his team in the bubble, um, dominating audibly, right? I mean, the guy is just showing how much talking matters, uh, getting to his opponent's heads, um, you know, uh, psyching his teammates up, getting everybody in the right position, and just really feeling like he's in control on the floor. Uh, I've loved watching the Thunder, and I'm really excited. I think that they've got a chance um, for a first-round upset here. So I'm keeping my eyes on them, and I see that they're playing the Grizzlies tomorrow, and uh, it's going to take a pretty steep line to keep me off of them in that game. They're looking at the
0: Thunder right now. So the, the West at this point is really interesting. It's really a battle for 4, 5, and 6, and then a battle yeah. for 2 and 3. The Clippers are it's 2 right now. Half a game behind them is the Nuggets. Neither team can get up to 1. Um, but the Nuggets are two games ahead of the Jazz, who are at four. But only half a game separates the Jazz, Thunder, and Rockets at four, five, and six. Looks like the Mavs are going to settle at seven. and Lord only knows it's going to happen to eight at this point. So you're probably looking at an Oklahoma City-Utah series, maybe an Oklahoma City-Denver series, maybe even Oklahoma City-Clippers, if the Clippers fall to the third seed there. So I like Oklahoma City in a series against Utah for sure. The Nuggets, oh, will yeah. interesting. we'll have to know a little more about... Uh, Jamal Murray and his health but that'll be a really competitive series as well um, obviously like the Clippers over the
1: Thunder but those first two would be interesting oh yeah I love it I mean I personally hope they match up with the Jazz so I can make one of my biggest bets of the year just a series bet you think so? So I mean what, what would you if look to Thunder bet there? If the Thunder play the Jazz I'd be going probably three units on it
0: So, what, what do you think the the money line would be then? Are you just doing like a series money line? or and yeah probably gonna...
1: like minus 150 maybe Okay, so at minus 150, Do you think it'd just, be more than that?
0: You know, I, maybe it'd be a little closer than that. I mean, we obviously have to see how things play out. I don't think that, you know, from a power rating, from a numbers perspective, you know, the way these games have been lined, that the market is, I think, more favorable in Oklahoma City versus Utah. I think it's pretty close, so I wonder yeah. if that's maybe closer, like the minus 125, minus 130 range. Yeah. But that's I, mean, why I was I'm just hammering. That. A feel for what I'd you're be thinking. I'd hammering that hammering that, folks. All right, so fingers crossed that we get Oklahoma City, Utah in the first round at that price. Next up, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, kind of an odd start for them, limiting Zion Williamson's minutes, um, almost seeming like they wanted to punt on the 8 seed. But the Memphis Grizzlies had other thoughts about that. They wanted to make sure that things stayed competitive. So um, the Pelicans now still Just two games back from the eight-seed spread. As bad as they've been playing, they're only two games back. So uh, what have you seen from Zion? What have you seen from the Pelicans? And do you think they can close that gap to sneak into the plan?
1: Uh, So what really disappointed me about um, the uh, Zion minutes wasn't that they limited his minutes. It was that while they were limiting his minutes, they went ahead and ran ingram and lonzo into the ground it's like you guys got a core of young players you don't just have one young player and i was i was really disappointed by that decision making um but since then they've uh you know they've turned it around here and uh they definitely look like they've got a they've got a good chance to do some things here um i just love the perimeter defense they can employ there with uh holiday and lonzo I think they can shut down a lot of guards. Obviously Zion is so exciting. Ingram can get you buckets in a half-court setting. And Derek Favors is a nice small ball five here. So uh, I still like the Pelicans roster. And, um, and you know, maybe as they're playing themselves into shape or maybe Gentry uh, can kind of even out the minutes a bit, uh, you know, these Pelicans could still make some noise here. So, um yeah, I mean, I still like them. Obviously pretty disappointed by the way they came out, but uh, that doesn't damper my enthusiasm for their prospects as a whole. Really a talented
0: team. Everyone seems to be healthy, and if they remain that way, it could be fun in some of those games against the Lakers. I mean, still think the Lakers take care of that series probably in five, worst case, but those games might be a little closer than the Lakers were hoping from their 8 seed opponent.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Milwaukee's next um, have looked pretty good, frankly. You know, beat Boston, beat Houston, um, lost to the Nets for some no, reason. No, they lost to Houston. I'm sorry, they, I haven't they, they thought they, they looked to that good. Never mind. Oh, that's right. Boston was the game where um, Giannis fouls out, but not really. Yeah. So, sorry. What have you seen from the Bucks? I mean, again, Giannis has looked pretty good. You're right; they did lose to the Rockets. That's bad memory. By yeah, me.
1: and they and they didn't look good at all. Um, I mean, from a team with championships perspective, right? I mean, this is all geared right like one of the reasons we're hard on philly even though they have a pretty good record is the high expectations same thing here with milwaukee right so take this all with a grain of salt this is with a team these criticisms are given to a team that i put in the top elite tier as the top three teams in the league with the lakers and the clippers but i haven't seen it so far um i don't know i mean they just seem a little sluggish they're not shooting and the defense hasn't been where I've expected it to be, I think that it's been an interesting situation with them essentially having nothing to play for, um, and how do you balance uh, the minutes and getting ready for the playoffs? So I think it's been tough for Budenholzer. Obviously, never been in a situation like this before as a coach, right? He's had some good seasons, but never, you know, wrapped the number one seat up this early. So uh, it's new for everybody all around, and so far I haven't been impressed with the way they've been handling it. Um, and I think for the rest of this bubble time, when they're giving these big spreads, that they're a fade. Um, what do you think?
0: I agree. It's you know They've got the number one seed locked up. One of our favorite um, totals before we came in was under six wins for them. So at the very least, mm-hmm. that's going to be a push. They'd have to win the rest of the way out um, just for right. us to push. So feeling pretty good about that. I think you're right. It's You look to fade, and this is a team that I think – you're maybe betting later in the cycle because you really want to see, from an injury perspective, you know who's in, who's out. Um, again, if you're betting on them, if you're betting against them, you know try to go early, see if you can get ahead, of maybe some of that news. If you know you think for for whatever reason that um, you know Giannis might be out, or they might be resting Middleton or somebody like that, or doing kind of a reduced minutes thing, look to grab those dogs early because the market is always quick to react to that kind of stuff. But I think you're right in terms of the the rest of these bubble games the next five or four or five games or so um, we're looking to be against milwaukee
1: and one more thing about milwaukee before we move on i think one of the big downgrades on this team has been brooke lopez's inability to stretch the floor no longer splash mountain shooting terribly from three and uh you know that really limits his effectiveness he also has a does a, has a bad habit of not staying with his guy he, he rotates to the rim he's a center an older guy that's taught to protect the rim but like we saw against houston it almost got he's gotten what well, almost it did get him taken off the floor as he refused to just stay with jeff green and try to rotate uh to the driving man every time and uh, you know that, that led him to pull off. I said, why don't you just stay with Jeff Green? You know, let the other guys protect the rim. Um, you know, a, a contested layup, you know, is better than than these open threes you're giving Jeff Green here. So uh, number one, he hasn't been that aware defensively, and then number two, just without that three-point shot, really limits his effectiveness. Uh, besides Joel Embiid, there's no one really I want in the post. Uh, in in this new current NBA and that includes Brooke Lopez he was able to beat up Houston a little bit but when you're giving up three on the other end it doesn't really matter how effective you are in the post so uh, Brooke Lopez is really going to have to get back to his uh, form of last season he's going to have to get that uh, shot going uh, for them to really have a chance because I think the fact that he's not converting from three-point range has really made their offense look a little weaker
0: Absolutely. Next up, we've got the Miami Heat, um, a team that we were excited for from a playoff perspective. I actually haven't got a chance to watch too many of their games. I'm trying to remember who they were playing the other night that I was watching. It, it was the Raptors game. The Raptors beat them by four. You know, very competitive. Spolster really creative with some of his lineups and his timing. I mean, just that guy is just an unbelievable problem solver. Um, overall, though, two and one in the bubble, uh, beat the Nuggets. I'm sorry, was that before the bubble? No, that was in the bubble. They beat the Nuggets by 20 um, to start, lost to the Raptors, Mm -hmm. like I said, and the Celtics beat them by 6. What have you thought? Iguodala looks like he's playing himself into shape a little bit. He's not quite totally ready. I was surprised how good Crowders actually look. So another Mm -hmm. couple long arms and um, smart brains
1: to have on the floor for Miami. I mean, just a tough team all around. What are you thinking about Miami? Hey, let's pat ourselves on the back. This is another team that we got right. They're exactly what we expected, right? Well-conditioned, strong team defense, well-coached, ready to go. Um, Really excited about this team. Now, will they top out in the playoffs as the lack of elite talent starts to show through? Like, how far is the hard work really going to get you? I think the questions still remain about Jimmy Butler. Can he compete as a number one against the other number ones, you know, like Embiid, Giannis, even Siakam, I think I might trust a little more uh, as my number one right now. So going to be very interesting going forward. I love them for the rest of the bubble schedule, and then I'm going to have to reevaluate depending on their matchup in the first round. But, boy, these Heat teams have been fun to watch, fun to bet on, and uh, I'm definitely going to be taking some – interest in the Heat and, and putting some money on them for the remaining four games. I actually think that Bam
0: Adebayo drives what the Heat are gonna do. I think that if he comes mm. out and ascends to be, you know, the Heat's really best player, um he, he can really start some trouble. I mean, when they get, if they get a chance to play the Bucks, I mean, Bam does as good a job as anybody is slowing Giannis down and then it just comes yep. down to who's going to blink and you look at that Miami roster and the coaching advantage they'll have in that series, you know, first round, it looks like they'll get Indiana, hopefully not my Sixers. I think that is a pretty easy series. The Toronto series, is going to be really interesting if they're forced to play Toronto at some point that's a really tough matchup I mean those to me are two kind of similar teams and um, those are going to be some fun slug it out basketball games but if Bam of Bio could be really good I think this Heat team is pretty dangerous
1: yeah I, I'd agree like I've enjoyed the Heat so far and uh, you know give them credit because they're definitely playing up to their full potential
0: Memphis Grizzlies they have just been awful spread have not won a single game in the bubble um, have had some pretty gut-wrenching losses Um, close one to the Spurs the Trailblazers game was they were pretty in that the whole time lost by 10 to the Pelicans and I thought the Jazz game was actually more competitive than what
1: you see in the score there Um, anything positive to say about the Grizzlies? No I mean you'd agree with me right this has been the most disappointing team in the bubble so far
0: it's, I don't see how you could pick anybody else. I mean, I thought they'd be competitive. I actually had them in that first game to beat Portland. Felt pretty good about it, even though, you know again, the market moved against me there. And they were competitive. They definitely had their chances to win that game. Um, but it goes into overtime, and they just collapse. Um, just, just They're rough. just I mean. so
1: reliant on John Morant. They have no one else, and we argued about this in the chat. And I know that he's played well, and he shot well. But when you give Grayson Allen your closing minutes, I mean, that's not a good sign, right? Grayson Allen should be the guy giving you 10 to 15 minutes tops, right? He's in the closing lineup. I don't like that. Dylan Brooks, same deal. Like, he's a good player, but now he's your number two option. Um, You know, I mean, this team, I think what happened is, and I'll assume I'm guilty of it as well, we looked at the ceiling of this team and how much potential they have and not the players that they currently are. Right. I mean, John Morant, awesome player. Right. But, but I mean, he's two, three years away from being the player that he's going to be. And I think that sometimes, you know, we're thinking that we're going to get that that John Morant that's going to be a superstar and not the player he is right now, which is an extremely talented rookie that's still prone to rookie mistakes. You know, um, Brandon Clark, great player, same deal, still needs to develop a little bit. And now we've lost Jaron Jackson Jr., which I think is a huge loss for the team. Um, I know that we had talked about maybe his defensive metrics didn't really show um that there would be much of a downgrade without him on the floor. But with the team, I think that was already struggling with depth, with trading away um, Solomon Hill and um, Jay Crowder, you know, this is a team is struggling with depth. They lose their second-best player. Um, they lose an offensive creator and a guy that was really starting to work well in the pick-and-roll with Morant. So not really too high on the Grizzlies going forward. And like I said, I think there's a chance that they don't even make the playing game from what I've seen so far. It I mean, really I wouldn't be surprised if I saw them slip to 10. They've got four games left: Thunder, Raptors, Celtics, Bucks. I think that I'll I mean, do you be like against... that schedule? <laughs> no, I think I'll be against them in
0: all three of those games until the Bucks. I mean, because the Bucks will hopefully yeah. be resting people by then, frankly. But I'm sure I'll find a way to bet Oklahoma City, Toronto, and Boston in those games. I mean, they've just been pitiful. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, I mean, they could go to zero and seven there, and you know, even if the Bucks rest everybody, it just might not matter. I mean, you might have San Antonio, Portland, and New Orleans already ahead of you. So. Really, really disappointing bubble for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yep. Los, Los Angeles Lakers wrapped up the number one seed. Uh, really have nothing left to play for. And boy, did they look like it the other night um, against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Lost 105-86 in a game where they really didn't seem to be too interested in doing anything other than getting a few shots up and uh, trying not to get hurt. Um, obviously, they're going to be a really tough team come playoff time, but they've got a lot of games left. Um Rockets, Pacers, Nuggets, Kings. Are we just fade the Lakers the rest of the
1: way? I don't even. Why are we getting involved in Lakers games? Everyone's been asking me for an opinion on Lakers games, and I don't think there's any reason to bet on these at all. We have no idea what this team is doing, right? I mean, no, I don't even want to bet on them. Let's just wait till the first round. I mean, it's like. I mean, if they want to win, they can, but I mean, who really even knows what's going on there? So, I don't know. This team's been a complete stay away for me. And I'm just going to continue to look at it that way. I mean, maybe you can find angles on the totals here. But as far as grabbing a side, I mean, I don't know. Um, you know, they cash for me nice against the Jazz, and I'll probably take advantage of them fading the teams that I dislike, such as the Jazz. But other than that, I'm not really too anxious to get involved in the Lakers game until the playoffs start. And then uh, I think I'm going to be all over them round one to cover spreads because I think that uh, they're going to be ready to go then. Yeah. I mean,
0: looking at today's tonight's game, they're playing the Rockets. Opened Lakers minus two and a half. The total opened at 229. Um, the Lakers are now minus one, and the total is down to 224. I'm even seeing some 223 and a halfs a few places. So uh, you can see the market really reacting to the Lakers' um, potential lack of interest in playing. And I think that's the angle. I think the market hit that on the nose today. You want to be under in any Lakers games where the total is, you know, maybe in the 228, 229, 230 range. I don't. I wonder if we'll get that chance
1: again. But yeah, definitely don't look to uh, be backing the Lakers anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, because even tonight, there's two schools of thought, right? There's like, well, okay, they want to send a statement to the Rockets as a potential second-round opponent. They're going to want to win, especially coming off the loss last time. There's also the ideas: why would they give anything away? Why wouldn't they play just the most vanilla game plan? And not really do anything that they expect to be effective in that first round. So, and I think, you know, you could argue either of them, and I'd, I'd say they both have merit. And since I can't come down on the side, I'm just going to stay away until I get an idea on this team because right now I don't have one.
0: Next up, the other Los Angeles team, which all of a sudden has something to play for. Um, yep. You know, as I mentioned, the Nuggets getting real close to them and do the two seed. Now, one of the things that we, came up in the chat. I think that the Clippers should be pretty laser focused on wanting to be number two, you know, trying to avoid the Lakers all the way to the Western conference finals. What do you think though? Is it a big deal if the, the Clippers end up sliding to three
1: versus two? I mean, probably not with no home court advantage. Right. But I think it's important for this team, um, to start playing some good basketball here. So, uh, I think they might actually inadvertently be helped by the fact that they do need to win these games. Um, and they might actually be going in the playoffs with a little better form. Now, the thing is with the Lakers playing that eight seed, even though Portland could or the – well, I don't think the Spurs, but I think Portland could give them a tough matchup. But, the, you know, they're going to be able to coast in their first round, whatever, so even if they don't. But um, if I'm the Clippers, I think that seven seed could be a tough matchup. So I want to be going in there playing well. And so I'm a little more eager to back this team uh, in the bubble. And I think – I have a better idea that we're going to get um you know their strongest performances i think they've really been hurt by the loss of harold so far i think he's out again today um pat bev's out again today so this is a team that i also think needs to be 100 percent healthy to make the finals so you know a little mix of getting healthy here and, and getting some momentum but uh i'm kind of bullish on the clippers for the last four games of the schedule
0: yeah, I'm looking forward for Harrell's return. You can see off offensively they're still struggling to figure out what to do um, in terms of the middle of the floor there with, without him out there. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they should be locked in. I, I think they want to be the two seed. Do you really – is Dallas – does that worry you? I mean, you think about it are the Clippers. Would you rather play Dallas, Houston, or Oklahoma City? Dallas. Right. So you want to lock in that right. two seed. You get the Lakers as late as you possibly can. And then, mm-hmm. you know, again, if you're the two seed, you're looking at the winner of probably Denver, Houston, instead of the winner of Utah, Oklahoma City. You know, again, I don't know if that's necessarily a whole lot. D- I think that's scenario, huge. But,
1: but <laughs> right. <laughs> again, right. Getting Dallas so, yeah. in the first round and putting the you're- Lakers off great job of really solidifying my idea there. Yeah, they need to win these games. (laughs) They really
0: do. So, look to be on the Clippers here. Assume they're taking it seriously, unless there is reports that either Kawhi or Paul George aren't playing, it's not bad to be in the Clippers. Next up, we've got the Pacers. They've been a lot more fun than we thought they've been. I know at first... You know, when we did our initial bubble preview podcast, we were really excited for the Pacers. We thought Depot would be great running around causing all sorts of trouble once he's finally healthy. And then they said he might not be playing. Well, he has been playing, and boy, they've been a lot of fun, but not necessarily because of him. The aforementioned TJ Warren, sorry for the confusion earlier, has been absolutely incredible. I'm sorry, is it TJ Warren or MJ Warren? I can't remember. Yeah, I know, the last dance part too, right? It's just absolutely nuts in some of the numbers he's been putting up. But, you know, again, like we said, some players are really just enjoying this, and he seems to be locked in. Um, whatever changes they've made to the floor seem to be helping him. But, you know, we did talk about them in terms of playoff seating already a little bit. Looks like they're going to be fifth, maybe sixth. Any interest in them, you know, once the playoffs come around? I mean, Sabonis will be healthy. You know, all Oladipo's been playing. Do they interest you in any way kind of in a first-round series if they do play Miami, if they do play Philadelphia? Um,
1: or Boston, something like that? What do you think? I don't know what to think. (laughs) Fortunately, the playoffs don't start right away, so I don't need to make that decision right away. Because I was wrong. I mean, I really didn't have high-ups going for this team when they lost Sabonis, right? I thought that a lot of their strength was off that Twin Towers, their ability to mix and match lineups, use Turner if they need defense, Sabonis if they need offense, both of them if they need size. And I thought that losing that was going to hurt Nate McMillan, but instead... Took a page out of the Popovich playbook, adjusted to what hit the roster that he had. They've gone with a smaller lineup. Turner, um, you know, although he sucks against your guy Embiid, right? Overall, he's a pretty good defensive center. Not to mention, he's fairly quick, so you don't lose that much speed with him on the floor. He's actually pretty good uh, small ball five, even though, you know, it's technically not small ball with because he's a true center. Um, but I think he works well with quicker rotations here. Let me continue to reevaluate this Pacers team because they are playing better than I've expected so far. And, um, boy, I'll tell you what, I don't want to be holding a ticket against them right now. So, um, really, you know, great team. You know, one of, up there with Portland is, is the biggest positive surprise of the bubble. The one the thing first. I will i will say to pour just
0: a little cold water on it, when you look at their schedule, they beat the Sixers yeah. by six, which we now know is not that impressive, the Wizards by only 11, <laughs> and the Magic by only 11. So, have not played a great team yet they have phoenix as their next game Uh, they'll play the lakers after that i think they said actually you know what the last four games that's when i think we'll really know a lot about the pacers they've got lakers heat rockets and then the heat again so um, we will certainly find
1: out if this level of play is sustainable over the once they get past the suns here yeah let's break out the notepad for those heat matchups because um i think that's going to tell us a lot about their possibilities to make noise here in the first round
0: Yep, and it's a possible first-round matchup, so that's a great idea. Make sure that we get both of those um, and watch those. The Rockets up next, they've been a lot of fun, man. I mean, just some absolutely crazy games. The win over the Mavericks, I know that you and I are still sick over that. Oh, my gosh. uh, If you're a Houston fan, that was just—that had to be a lot of fun for you, as much um, pain and suffering as it caused you and me. But, you know, beat the Mavericks— beat the Bucks by four, lost to the Trailblazers in kind of a down spot. Um, and then they've got the Lakers tonight looking pretty good, playing well. What, what have you seen from them? I mean, long term, I'm still concerned about how thin the roster is if Eric Gordon can't come back for the playoffs, which I don't believe that he will. Um, but what do you think? Can they overcome that, that thinness? I mean, Harden has looked absolutely incredible. Westbrook has looked good. Uh, now he does have an injury. It looks like he's questionable for today
1: I think something with his knee but what have you seen from the riots? I think that's I think that's preventative maintenance I don't think it's a real injury and boy we got to talk about the Rockets right I mean uh, a history of great centers here you know Ralph Sampson Akeem Olajuwon and now Robert Covington here right so <laughs> Covington's the power forward. I thought P.J.
0: Tucker was the center
1: yeah that's true but I saw Covington doing a lot of post defense there yeah so that's why I kind of what, what set up that little joke there um, But boy, yeah, they've been a lot of fun. They're quick, and I'll take to tell you what at this point in the NBA in the bubble, and now because I, I made this, and then people reminded me about Steph Curry. But best offensive player is James Harden in the half-court set, right? I mean, if I need a bucket, it's the end of the game. That's what I want with the ball. That's the advantage they have, and that's the reason they have the biggest chance to upset one of the LA teams.
0: Absolutely, um, they just they're really competitive the way that they play at the end of games. I mean. You know, even watching that Mavericks game, I was I thought the Mavericks were gonna win, but you never felt safe. I mean, at any point they can come down the floor, hit a couple threes in a row, especially if you know it's one of those situations they make a three you miss, they make a three you miss, they make another three. I mean, just a nine-point swing in you know what could be less than 30 or 40 seconds is possible at any point. So very dangerous, you know, going forward. You know, they've got the Kings, the Spurs, the Pacers, the Sixers. I'll probably look to be on them more than I'm against them. Um, but feeling a little, maybe a little more optimistic about what they can do come playoff time.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I made that Covington joke, but hasn't he been a great addition to the team? I think he fits well with the small ball style and gives them a little bit of pot there uh, on the defensive end. Great help defender, and I think that really works well with their scheme.
0: Yeah, he's, you know, long long arms, really great hands. Loved him when he was a Sixer. Um, not as good of a wing defender, I think, as he was at the Sixers, but knows no, how to handle his own all. in the post and still knows how yeah. to get into passing lanes and cause turnovers and, and steal blocks and stuff. So um, he's adapted his game nicely, and when he's hitting threes, he's just as good as any player on, on the Rockets, um, you know, after Harden and Westbrook.
1: Right, and I think that what he really adds to the team is just the defensive intellect, and I think that, having him out there just raises the overall level of team defense so well not only is he in the passing lanes disrupting things uh watch him out there he's helping his other guys get to spots too which i I mean it's just immeasurable help to the team that struggled defensively so uh big bob covington guy here i think that was a huge pickup for them and uh you know could lead to them you know threatening to make an upset of one of our our two favorites in the west the
0: Nuggets of Denver up next. Jokic has looked good, still waiting for Murray and Will Barton to get involved. Um, but overall, I thought their level of play has been pretty competitive. What, do you, what have you seen
1: from the Nuggets? What have I seen? I've seen Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> I mean, this has been fantastic, right? When I'm holding my 33-1 to Rookie of the Year ticket, this is what I was expecting. You know, a little late for that. But, boy, has he become the player that everybody expected. I mean, fantastic number two uh, to Jokic, And the fact that he, um, uh, Malone made him earn his minutes now. We're getting some defensive intensity out there. I mean, to have him now when Murray comes back and have Porter Jr. be the number two or number three option with Murray, uh, boy, I'll tell you what. I wasn't really as high on the Nuggets. Boy, if they get Barton and Murray back and then Porter Jr. continues to play at this level and Malone can mix up the usage properly, this team's got a chance to make some noise too. What do you think? I agree. I think that this team is really interesting.
0: They have a lot of talent. Um, And if Mike Malone can be creative and... Use that. They they have mismatches. I think at just about every position, um, mm-hmm. you know, they don't really have kind of a fast sort of spark plug guard. I think that they might struggle against you know a team kind of like Portland that has McCollum that has Lillard, but they're probably not going to play a team like that. Frankly, they're they're big. They do a lot of interesting stuff. Jokic just keeps getting better and better and better. He is just so much fun to watch. So this will be a really interesting team. You know, if they can get up to the two seed, I think that they really do well against dallas even as the three seed they might have the rockets in the first round that's going to be a lot of fun so Mm -hmm. um feel good about the nuggets overall um yeah
1: one more thing about the nuggets before we move on jeremiah grant you know i talked about the defenders that make a difference great versatile defender there he's uh definitely capable in the post but he can get outside and cause some problems too so i think jeremiah grant's been kind of an an underrated addition to this rotation
0: yeah absolutely um Moving on, we do have next um, one of the more disappointing teams of the bubble. Maybe not the most disappointing, but the Mavericks of Dallas. Um, you know, I was saying in the in the chat and when we were talking about that game, Doris Burke warned us. With about five minutes left in the Houston Rockets game, she started talking about well, the, the Mavericks are up 11 or 12 here, and they generally have trouble closing. You know, let's see what they can do. <laughs> and I should have, at that point, I should have gone every place that I had the Mavericks and, and bet the Rockets. Yeah, we Basically, should have, huh? Not even just bought out of my Maverick stake, just turned my Maverick stake into a huge risk-free bet on the Rockets. Like, yep. God, oh my God. But, you know, lost to the Phoenix Suns, beat, beat the Kings... They've looked okay. I mean, Donjic is And they well.
1: squeaked that Kings game out, right? I mean... <laughs> oh, yeah. They did. That's not an
0: impressive win in any way. For yeah. sure. I mean, it's, Donjic looks okay, but he doesn't seem like he's in super great shape. He's getting tired at the end of games. Kristaps Porzingis, um, I guess, has just decided to become Brook Lopez at this point, but not like young Brook Lopez who could post up. Now he's just going to be like 35-year-old Brook Lopez, even though he's in his 20s. Um, just really bizarre to me how little he posted up. I mean, that Houston game, the whole game, he's... You know, anywhere between 8 to 12 inches taller than whoever's guarding him and is, you know, shooting fadeaway jumpers, just wild. So I, I'm feeling down on
1: Dallas, obviously. I, I guess you are too. Yeah, I think Kristaps has got maybe that New York bump, you know, whereas if you're a star in the New York market, you get a lot more attention than you maybe would. And, in- Milwaukee or Indiana, and I've been really disappointed about his inability to box out and rebound uh, for a guy that size, and, and and I'm still stinging from that first game loss, right, where the box out doesn't happen, but, um, boy, yeah, overall not good, I mean, Luca's everything we expected, fantastic, I mean, uh, arguably top five player, definitely top ten, and the wing depth so we I thought it was going to affect the Blazers and the Mavericks and I kind of got it mixed up. I thought the Mavericks would be able to handle it a little better with Hardaway and, and Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, maybe a little Justin Jackson there, but we're not getting it from those guys and um you know, it's a lot for Luka to handle. I mean, he can carry this team, but asking him to do it night in and night out is going to fatigue him. And uh, before I had, I thought that they might have a good upset chance in the playoffs just with the star potential of, of Porzingis and Doncic. But Porzingis has not um, jumped jumped along and come along like I thought, thought he would off the injury and, you know, kind of disappointed so far. The thing is they're so talented, though, they still have time to turn it around and maybe make some waves. So I don't want to go all in against them. But, yeah, they've been a disappointment so far. Yeah, you can see they're really missing Dwight Powell. I mean, Porzingis doesn't do any of the pick
0: and roll stuff that he did. So um, right. hopefully they can find somebody to fill that spot next year. The Brooklyn Nets, what a surprise they've been. We thought that they were just going to get absolutely smoked every night, and they've been kind of competitive. Um, you know, beat the Wizards. Not that that really matters, but beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Um,
1: just, <laughs> that was just, weird. Just, I missed that in, game. And one did of the strangest
0: see? games. Ugh. I didn't watch it. I assumed it was going to be really okay. boring, and I just was, like, doing other stuff. And I kept watching the score getting close, and I never turned it on. Because it's like, well, I guess if they lose, like, whatever. It's it's just weird. I mean, Karis Laverse been playing really well. Jared Allen looked good before getting injured. Um, there's just, there seems to be no quit in this team. It's, uh, it's kind of impressive now. You know, the, the, the rest of the way, looking at their schedule, they've got... The Celtics, now the Kings, um, Clippers, Magic, and Trailblazers. So things start to get a little bit tougher. I'm sorry, they already played the Celtics. Their next game actually is against your Kings. But then Clippers, Magic, Trailblazers. So I don't expect this to keep up. But um, it's nice. It's fun. To, it's fun to have more competitive teams.
1: Yeah, I think they might have already won their Super Bowl by beating the Bucks. Here, I think I'm still a little bit down on them. <laughs> the, the, the talent just isn't there, and you're really asking a lot from this team. Jock Vaughn, obviously. Um, you know, trying to put in a good coaching performances. I think he's still interim status, but uh, I'll probably be fading the Nets going forward.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's a shame that we missed that. That could have been a really nice – I mean, that was a really nice letdown spot for the Nets. I mean, to beat the Bucs and then just got thrashed by the Celtics, lost by 34. So, Right. Um, and finally, those Boston Celtics. Um, you know, taking a look at them, I thought they have been pretty competitive so far. Um Jalen Brown continues to be good. Jason Tatum starting to get himself into shape. Um, it looks like they're two and I'm sorry, two and two so far. Lost a close game to the Bucks. Uh, won a close game against the Trail Blazers. Lost a close game to the Heat and thrashed the Nets. As I mentioned, what have you thought of the Celtics? Do they look competitive? Do you think um, there's any reason for
1: them to have aspirations of the title or, or maybe even being competitive to win the conference? So from what I've seen, especially in those two losses, I am. A lot of people, this is their little Eastern Conference darling to upset the Bucks. Not me. This team cannot get a rebound when it matters. Um, their inability to box out, their lack of size, and I just I don't trust the team to get the big rebounds. You watch them play great defense on the perimeter, force up a bad shot, and they give up the offensive rebound. I mean, it's just so frustrating because as a, as a guy who's backed them, I think, in, in all four games, um just watching them go down like that so uh, i'm not really high on their chances just because i don't think that they you know the stop happens when the defensive rebound is grabbed you know it's not just getting the shot to miss you got to grab that rebound and i don't trust them to get big rebounds when it matters so uh, i think teams can kill them on the offensive glass and and i'm not as high on them as most people what do you think
0: the defensive rebounding is obviously a concern. You make a great point. I think a lot of people maybe underrate the importance of rebounding, but when you get to big playoff games, there's something to be said for being able to clean the glass and end possessions um, for the for the opponent. I've been a little worried about Tatum. He's looked good, but not great. I think that he needs to be mm-hmm. the best player on this team for them to be really great. I like Jalen Brown. He's really good, but I just if he's the best player on the team, I don't think that the Celtics are doing it enough offensively. I don't think that they're dynamic enough to, you know, cover up some of the holes that they have on defense. So um, they've been good. I don't know if they've been they haven't been great and I you know, I feel kind of the same way. And until Tatum takes kind of that next step forward, they could be competitive. They have a great coach. I think they'll probably beat the Sixers probably in the first round. It'll be competitive, but man, that'll be close. they'll be competitive against Miami, Indiana, or Philadelphia, but against a team like Toronto, against a team like Milwaukee, I don't think this Boston team gets it done.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Spread, that's it. We made it all the way through. There are no A-teams in the bubble, so Boston was it. Um, Any other thoughts here before we wrap up our bubble catch-up?
1: No, that was a lot of fun. I think that uh, you know it was fun to talk to you about all these teams and you know, bounce some ideas off you, and uh, I picked up some, a couple insights that I hadn't really thought of before, so I'm definitely going to look into that. So, uh, looking forward to continue to cap this, but I'll tell you what, overall, this NBA return has been everything that I expected and more. It's been so much fun, and I love the layout. I love it being on all day, and we've got great competitive basketball.
0: Well, hopefully, folks, that helps you a little bit, gives you kind of a compass for the rest of the way. Um, You can always reach out to either one of us on Twitter. Um, Be sure to follow us at NetWorthPod so you can get all the podcasts and periscopes and wonderful things we do as quickly as possible. We always um, retweet some of the other stuff that we do individually. Um, Thanks for listening. We'd appreciate a rating or review on whatever you're using to listen to us, and uh, have a great week. Good luck in all your wagers.